Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And my very special guest is Michael Piacente of Hitch Partners. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for having me, Scott. So Michael and I have been friends for two or three years. And in that time, Michael has started his own company um, in the IT security space. Michael, you want to tell everyone how you had the idea for the company, how you got in the space in general? Sure. Yeah, the, the origin of Hitch Partners, uh, I have a partner down in Austin, Texas, a um, fine gent named Brett who uh, works with me. And uh, we both uh, had run larger national firms, uh, even boutique firms. And uh, we were both in the CIO space, actually, uh, CTO, CIO space. And we noticed in the CIO space, it took about 10 years or 12 years for that position to really transform. Uh, CIOs used to handle infrastructure and apps and program management and governance. And uh, every year it seemed that uh, with changes in technology, specifically cloud, different pieces were stripped away or the definition changed. Uh, and in about 2014, 2015, I started uh, running my first CISO searches and I noticed a much more accelerated transformation yeah. uh, into the point where now a CISO's role, which has really been elevated, has changed because of the cloud into what we call DevSecOps uh, within a matter of two years. And the, the position is completely different than what it used to look like even in 2014. And so we thought that there was an opportunity there uh, to really identify key pain for clients that are really having a hard time identifying what the candidates look like and what the process should look like. And so that was the origin of the company. And uh, so far, so good. That's awesome. And CISO stands for Chief Security Officer, right? It does. Yeah. So the, the original one was the Chief Information Security Officer, which uh, <laughs> uh, kind of denotes the, uh, the, the you know, bare metal and yeah. infrastructure sitting in a data center yep. uh, or somewhere else. Yeah. And now we have moved the eye, or at least we're, we're focused on moving the eye out of there. And now it's chief security officer. You're to so. And you're totally right about like the change in CIOs and how that position got elevated over time. Cause I remember I was working at lighthouse doing venture investing back in the day. And it was like, yeah, they were more focused on managing infrastructure or whatever the servers or things like it. Like, with now with the cloud, I feel like a lot of that job, they're, A, they're more important to the companies because like IT is like the weapon that everyone uses to either reach customers more uh, efficiently or to deliver their service more efficiently. It's like it's pervaded our entire economy, like the software eats the world kind of Mark Andreessen thing. Absolutely. So that's super important. So those people are now like one of the top two or three executives at every big company, especially the Fortune 500. Um, and then this element of like hacking and security became so huge. I think the, for me, like the watershed moment was the, was the target thing where target got hacked. Mm -hmm. It didn't like the CEO of target get fired like a week later or something like the that. The CISO. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, so now that position is getting elevated and now all the CEOs across the world or CFOs know that like that is a critical job they need to, to hire for. You're and absolutely now they're reaching right. out to people like you. Yeah, absolutely right. And, and I, we've also seen the, the movement from, you know, what was an information risk officer to an infosec officer to now more of a cloud security officer. And, um, and the, the, the technical level of these, of these individuals, these leaders needs to be accelerated, but also uh, the fact that they need to really focus in governance uh, is key. I mean, you know better than anyone working with startups in your business that Startups accelerate from looking like uh, you know a, a few guys in a garage to I need to act like a public company yeah. very very quickly and um, so we've seen uh, CISOs and CSOs being hired significantly earlier in the process than even a CIO. Wow, so really? that tells me a lot about where the market is. Unfortunately, we're not prepared for those. Now we are. That's what we do. But yeah. the, the companies in general aren't really prepared for that search at that stage of their maturity. So. 
so that's one of the things we're trying to help them out. So, but that's like the perfect opportunity for you. Like you got, you guys are getting in early. I mean, how much of your communication or sales is like trying to convince them there's a real need or is, have you seen it shift over the last couple of years where now they're like coming to you? I would say at least eight out of 10 times that we are uh, working with a client. It is walking in to advise them on uh, what they already know, which is that there is a pretty large uh, point of pain in their organization and that, um, you know, we're really we're really focused uh, on on helping them gather um, all the information from all the parts of their organization. Because uh, one thing about security that's really interesting is that the nomenclature and is very different. There's no common language. We we actually have a process called interviewing the interviewers, where before every search we will walk in to a pr- prospect and we will interview everyone that's going to be on that interview committee for the for two pur- two purposes. One is to really truly identify the pain and come up to the CEO or CFO mostly and say this is what we've discovered but also is uh, to really come up with a common language. You have your CEO calling, using the word, I need a cybersecurity officer. <laughs> your, head of, uh, your head of products is saying, I need a DevSecOps you know, master. And then your marketing person is saying, I need a CISO. Um, they all mean the same thing. But uh, when you actually dive down into what technically that means or what, what that means from a gravitas or yeah. presence level, it's actually very different. What, can you get into that a little bit? Because sure. first of all, I started laughing because Trump talking about cyber was like yes. flushed into my mind there. Which he is, is very good for our business. Yeah, yeah, yes. he really is. Uh, oh, man. Anyways, that could be a whole other podcast. But, <laughs> podcast um, version two. Yeah, we'll but, but talk about like the difference from like the person the CEO is looking for or thinks they should be looking for to like kind of the maybe the the person the organization really needs because i feel like the ceos fly at such a high level they think of it they're probably mostly worried about losing their job Mm -hmm. and maybe maybe i'm being too presumptive but like what are those different kind of profiles that the different people in organization are looking for yeah we have a client right now i won't name but uh the the cfo there has distilled the security space into these pillars which i think is very impressive and he's just he's a wonderful uh, you know, he's just, he's just a great communicator. And, and I think he's spot on when he says that there's, when you're looking for a CISO, there's really four main areas. You have this uh, presence uh, from inside and communicating uh, in your internal community, everything from the non-technical marketing person and salesperson to the very technical yeah. developer or coder. Yeah. Um, and so there needs to be a level of trust that you're going to protect us. Uh, there needs to be a level of communication uh, that uh, that everything is going to be okay and that we're on the, the latest versions of yeah. whatever we need to be. Uh, and then there's the, the, the view of what, what the external posture looks like um, is another That's big really pillar. Uh, and very much like a CFO, what's your out, outwardly facing um, focus? A CISO is very much a spokesperson, not necessarily you know when the proverbial shit hits the fan but even before that you know yeah. what is, if you're in a product company and you're selling a security product company you really want to make sure that um that you're out there in the community and so uh he distills it down to these pillars which i think is 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 very it's it's so true and because the position has become more elevated the ceo tends to or the cfo tends to be more focused on the gravitas and the presence and could this person contribute greater on my C-suite than just the technical things yeah. that we usually go yeah. to that person for. It's very different than a CIO. A yeah. CIO, most people didn't know the CIO's name until something <laughs> went wrong. The CISO is out there in the community. They're getting interviewed um, by the trade mags and yeah. the media. Um, whereas on the, uh, so that, that's what you want at the executive level. Um, and, and that filters through to head of sales, yeah. head of HR, um, everyone else that's involved. When you get down into the engineering piece, that's where it gets really interesting because traditionally, cloud security has been held by engineering. 
um, it's been embedded in engineering. Uh-huh. Developers want to. That was kind of the reason for the cloud, right? It was yeah. more secure, supposedly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so they have all of this data. They have all this code. And the, the, the new CISO, the new version of the CISO, I would say about 2015 and onward, is really focused about protecting code, protecting the company's crown jewels of their product. And uh, that, that audience is very different. They want to understand how deep, how, how can you go toe-to-toe with me yeah. on the technical level? At what scale did you work with? And so you're looking for a candidate that expands, you know, often we are, this, I mean, we, we call it the purple squirrel in yeah. recruiting, yeah. but it, I've never seen anything like it with the, the span uh, in, in a CISO space. So they're looking for the purple unicorn being, or squirrel being like the perfect person, basically. Someone who can... Uh, talk to the community like a CFO does and instill confidence and calmness and, you know, lack of worry to someone who can also talk engineering with like the hardest core developers in the organization. Uh, and yeah, the other two pieces are, can you talk to my legal counsel and <laughs> yeah. can you also talk to my customers and oh, sales yeah. and marketing? So it is really very much a unicorn position. Yeah. Um, and do you for- benchmark that? Like, or do you, mm-hmm. do you come in and say like, look, we'd be lucky to get two and a half of those four or three of those four and how do you weight it? Or is it just the preferences of the person who's doing the hiring? It, that's a great question. What we, what we do, the, the interviewing, the interview process does help prioritize yeah, that. I we love say, that. okay, here, here are the five or six main uh, criteria that your organization uh, is looking for. And uh, we did a collective uh, assessment. Here's all the data. Um, now let's prioritize this, you know, which, you know, because really in executive recruiting, it's not necessarily, um, can we find the perfect candidate? But I look at it as, uh, you know, let's look at what the negatives are. What, let's look at what the minuses are of a candidate, and can you live with those? And can you mentor yeah. those minuses? That's a good point. Yeah, um, because really, we're yeah, looking, no one's perfect. You know? No one is perfect, and um, and pe- I hopefully companies realize they're not paying us to find the perfect match, but they do they do expect us to advise them on what's important, what's not, what yeah. may be just a loud voice speaking versus the reality yeah. of the market. And uh, like I always say, um, I, I say that our my role is very different. Uh, in that uh, I have to do probably 90% advising now well before a search begins. Interesting. And there's a difference between... Because you're trying to make sure they they are receptive to the right kind of person so that when you bring them the right kind of person, Correct. they'll hire that person? Yeah, and we, that and we also want to make sure that our process, which is not just here's some candidates, let's talk about them, yeah. but it's really let's let's talk about the things that are important to you. Let's talk about your cultural yeah. matching and let's let's understand that not every candidate is going to be a match and probably the reality is only a few of them are going to actually hit your, your, your target list. Yeah, there's Interviewing a, the interviewer is like the perfect phrase for that because that, I mean, I, I wrote it down on my little notepad because... It's, it's, you're right. Coaching and coaching those people on how to interview correctly and also pulling the, the information from them that what they really are looking for. Cause you do this all day long where they're going to hire a CSO maybe once every three or four years if things go well, you know? Yeah. Right. So like that, that, that's, that makes total sense. I, I never thought about it that way. I always thought of like a lot of like executive searches, like having the Rolodex to know when people come open to be able to get that person. But I like how strategic you think about it and how preemptive you are about it. Yeah, I think every search firm says they have a great process and a great network, and that's what distinguishes them. But I think it's the little things we can do. And there's another thing that we do that we we love. Um, we actually conduct a case study towards the end of the interview. So we take our three or two or three finalists, and they come in and present an actual problem oh, wow. that we've given them in advance yeah. to the the same interview team. Yeah, it's it's actually fascinating what happens there. Is that the not only do they determine that the candidate may be a match or not a match, but they actually figure out 
where they're really good and where they're not really good and you know what, what they need to work on internally so Does they the actually candidate, like do a set of interviews and stuff like that or how do you how's the case work I, that seems yeah. brilliant to me so we send them an actual case study uh in writing um it's usually a paragraph of a specific example for instance uh we did one recently which is you know how would you propose to collaborate um with the apps development team you know in yeah. a cloud environment let's you know walk us through you know we're having some trouble with communication how would you propose to to solve that. Yeah. Um, I'm laughing because you know, it's like, wow, who, who could anticipate that? Of right. course, of course there's going to be a communication. I could pick there. that out yeah. of any startup yeah, in, the, yeah, in the Bay yeah, area. And that would yeah. be the, the case study. But yeah. uh, the fact is that um, what, what happens is they, they will come in and present in a round table format. Usually and everyone does it differently. Some, some candidates will bring in slides. Some will just uh, free speak. Um, some will ask a question and audit the team. Um, but it gives everyone a chance to see this person at another layer, onion layer level, yeah. lower. And and what's fascinating, I think, is about it is not with the candidate's reaction uh, to the evaluation, but the client, the candidate's That's evaluation of the client. Well, and are you saying the roundtable would be like maybe the five or six key engineers or executives in the engineering team, something like that? We actually uh, mix it up quite a bit, but uh, most of them are go right back to the original uh, first round interviewers. So wow. the executive level yeah. team. So someone from product, someone from marketing or sales, someone the CEO, the CFO. Uh, It's the person that they would interact with most. Uh, Uh Some companies do like to put an architect in there or another, uh, you know, DevOps person, and that that's great as well because it gives those individuals exposure. If you think about an executive search cycle, a lot of these interviewers don't interview very often. Yeah, yeah. And well, so, I hope you would hope not if you're the kind of running the company, you know. Yeah, so it's it, it makes for an interesting way to look at the search. Uh, and not every client does it, but we, we do encourage that they, they run a case study. That's cool. Yeah. Going back to those four kind of key properties of the right person, what do you value the most? Like what if you when you when you like walk in, you're like, oh, I don't care what the client says. If this person can't do X, then I'm not going to recommend them. Do you have like a... Uh, a favorite favorite skill set or favorite communication style or I think for me I think the the golden rule for me is is to identify sometimes in recruiting a candidate uh, and a client create uh, an instant love affair and uh, and I don't try to talk them out of it but I do like to totally. look at that in a based different on language. like intangibles that have nothing to do with the job right? yeah likability yeah so yeah. likability and capability are yeah. two extremely different things yeah and um, we've and, we've experienced that at cruise consulting like we made a few hires of people we really liked and then like a month later we're like oh my gosh this person actually d- like totally hoodwinked us and doesn't know that much about accounting or yeah. is, doesn't like accounting anymore it, we're it's, like, oh, it's shoot. such an important thing I think yeah. because you know let's you know role play for a moment I'm 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 you're a recruiter, Scott, and, and you're about to hire a CISO. Uh, you know, this is Jane over here. You know, I have to ask you, you know, based on what you know about her personality, is she the person that you're going to want to sit in a room when you get hacked? Yeah. And your company is hacked and you have to figure out what your communication skill is. Yeah. Is that the person you want to go to war with yeah. You know, yeah. in the trenches? And, and if they say yes, and there's a lot of reasons why, but um, if they kind of hesitate, then maybe it's more of a likability versus capability. Yeah. So, I do also uh, look at um, the mentoring aspect right now. Right now, we're having to manufacture almost candidates. That's a great point. Yeah, there's, there's not enough candidates on the market today yeah. uh, that have this full range of skill set. They're either missing the gravitas or they're missing the technical piece. Yeah, usually the technical piece. Is that is because not- they're younger? The gravitas being on the younger side, and it's it's the cloud security space is still so new, or is that? It is. Yeah. So you have a a really strong community of CISOs that came from the infosec space. Uh-huh. They know compliance. They know governments. They know infrastructure. Yeah. You have a uh, more junior uh, you know certain up and coming i would say junior but you have a uh, kind of the new class of 
we didn't have infrastructure. There was no bare metal anywhere. It's in the cloud, <laughs> but we know we know dev. We know yeah. we know what code we we are on the we're on the product reviews. Uh, we know the code piece, um, but they haven't been mentored uh, or exposed uh, to executive briefings, to board level presentations, oh, yeah. like a traditional CISO would be. Yeah. So you have these two worlds of a traditional CISO and a new CSO colliding yeah. into the same market where there's many more positions yeah. than there are. And that's just at the CISO level. I'm not even talking about director and manager and contributor layer down. So. It is interesting about like the board presentations and being able to kind of converse at that level. It's like the only way you get good at that is by doing it yep. over and over again. So you need like these lucky breaks in your career to, to get that access. And I liked how you brought up mentoring because that's, that's where those breaks come from. I mean, in a very small way, like, we always do, we always have the whole team talking to the client at Cruise Consulting. This is accounting, but like, cause I want them to understand the problems their clients actually go through and that's how they grow. And I think it's one of the reasons people grow pretty fast here. But like if, if you're a dev a DevOps person and you're not getting, get pulled into these meetings or, you know, you're just not going to have that experience. And I like how you emphasize like they need to be a good mentor. I think it's critical and uh, we have, we're involved in several mentoring programs uh, right now that um, we have something on our site that if you want to be a mentor and you're a CISO, um, you can smart. just notify us and we will put you in touch that's with someone really cool. who's geographically desirable to you. If, you. if you both live in Marin, we'll connect you. And that's nothing to do with us. We just connect these two leaders. Yeah. Um, there's also a couple programs that are going back, um, looking at continuing education for uh, you know, individuals that, that may want to get into security and offering some, um, some classes to get into the security space. There's wow. just not enough candidates. Yeah. There's not enough apples on the tree and, and, uh, and clients are really, uh, are, are recognizing that. Yeah. Um, and that there's been a lot of mistakes. Uh, How do you guys hiring. go about like with no understanding that I it feels like, you know, hitch partners would be so much more like, it's super important that someone hires you, right? Is that, is that scarcity good for you? And that being able to find the right candidates is a huge value property. Do you prefer it to have three years from now, the market will have more people in it. There's more people to choose from. Like what's, what's your preference as a professional in the industry? I think we, you know, we started the firm really because we wanted to just run really great searches in mm -hmm. a space that we felt needed a lot of help, um, mm -hmm. a lot of advising, a lot of um, just, you know, not handholding, but just, you know, let's have an honest conversation about what you're really looking for. Where's yeah. the real pain? I, I would prefer that we have, um, you know, less searches, um, with a lot more definition and really getting to know that client. Yeah. Um, we do everything face to face. Um, we, you know, we, uh, my partner, Brett and I, we actually handle all the searches together. Yeah. So it's not like we go off and hand it to someone else. That's good. Um, yeah. And so he actually, so they're hiring a, you, you're actually going to do the work. Exactly. Yeah. And actually the, he's a very different perspective than I do on a lot of things. So it's very nice to, to hear, um, you know, back and forth. And then the yeah. client gets, and so you have a real just mature conversation about, where they're going with their own security posture, not just about this position. Yeah. I think that's really what it's about is it's, we can understand where their direction is. We can really help them. Yeah. I'd say, uh, often, uh, I get the, um, I call it uh, prospect to Oh shit mode. Um, I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah. So, so tell that story. We were talking <laughs> off mic. Sometimes the best things come off mic. So, so I was like, Hey, do you have any like crazy stories? And, and Michael was like, Oh, there's this thing called Oh shit mode. Yeah. So we, uh, because of, uh, you know, we, we call it the monthly hack, you know, a big brand name, um, you know, is hacked and it really creates, um, some trepidation in, in, in the, in the market. Um, but we often have clients that will say, you know, we've heard of you. We were referred to you through a venture partner. 
Um, and we would love to um, we'd love to get to know you and, and tell, come on in and let's talk about what we're going to do from a security. A very leisurely, a leisurely invite, right? yes, no exactly. whatsoever. Right, and yeah. I'm reading tea leaves. I understand yeah. that. And, and then the next conversation is, I think we've you know kind of worked around. I think we're looking for a director, and this is the role we might be looking for. And then maybe the third or fourth conversation you know, over the course of a month. At some point, there is a uh, there's the oh shit phone call, <laughs> which is um, hey, can you come in? We need a CISO Monday. Uh, if you have any interim people, that would be great. But we will also want to conduct a search. Yeah. So you know, can we come in and talk about? And then the, the first question is, you know, what is your fees? You yeah. know, which is yeah. like, you know, we, that, we'll get to that. We really, what's really, where's the pain? What happened? Um, if it's if that phone call is. Um, not preceded by a press release, yes. which I have seen. Then, uh, you immediately put like the news alert in Google for that company's name. And, uh, yeah, while yeah. I'm on the phone. Yeah, no, yeah, but, uh, yeah. no, but I, I usually will, uh, will do that in the first prospect. Yeah. And you know, we can also tell what kind of infrastructure or what kind of security organization they have from that first phone call. Yeah. So, uh, but, but that's, uh, that, that's what we call the prospect to, oh shit, uh, you know, mode. So is there like a network effect for you guys in that? I would imagine so that you're talking to so many candidates that there may be two or three candidates that don't fit with a specific company, but you know, they're perfect for someone else that's coming down the pipe or things like that. Or is that part of your business model of like understanding who who's out there and who actually fits from a personality perspective or a skill set perspective with people coming down the pipe? Absolutely. Uh, leveling culture, personality. I would say um, there's a good portion of time where I'm trying to convince clients not to hire a CISO. Interesting. Believe it or not. Wow. I mean, that's kind of counter. That's a good, you're a good person. Counter, well, it's counterintuitive to my own business, but it's yeah. the right thing to do because they, they think they will need a CISO for posture, for recognition. They have a product. When really their challenge is at the pure DevSecOps level, mm -hmm. that coding piece. And then maybe you bring in the spokesperson that's more outwardly facing afterwards. But they really have a big hole right now in technical talent and protection. Interesting. The, the safety yeah. measure yeah. is an issue. Um, so we'll continually look at, you know, this candidate actually is a better match for this candidate type is a Good better match. Good for you. Match. Yeah. Um, you know, always doing the right thing for the customer. It's such a cheesy thing, but it's, it totally works. Yeah. Like, and we do the same thing. There's a lot of seed stage companies that call us and we're like, you know, you're honestly just too early. We don't want to take your money yet. Call us in three to six months. Here's what you could do to get by. And it's the same thing you're doing. And those people really remember that. They always call like, you know, three to six months down the road. Yeah, I actually had a conversation this morning. In fact, a pretty well-known Bay Area company that said, um, you know, we need a CISO. And uh, after a half hour conversation, I said, you actually need an interim contract CISO to start. And I'll, I'll throw some names at you and you can use my name. Uh, absolutely. They're in our network. Um, but, you know, it wouldn't be a, an engagement through us, yeah. um, although we, we will do that eventually. But the, uh, the key was that they really only were a few things that were broken. This wasn't, there wasn't a strategy in place. There wasn't a, an organizational structural change. This was just an immediate fix. They needed yeah. someone. And it just, it just made more sense. Wow. And they hadn't thought, believe it or not, they hadn't thought of that option. You know, um, I wouldn't have so. thought there was an interim CF CSO market, though, but it makes sense that there there's interim CFO market, so there should be an interim CSO market. Uh, it's a very small market because yeah. if you think about how much um, how much balance you would need between the DevOps piece and the, the traditional CISO piece, yeah. you, you have to be... Um, uh, th there's some years of yeah. uh, I was going to say, what's yeah. the profile? Is it people who are have done it for a long time and want to do 
you know, want to play golf half the week and work hard the rest of the half of the week? Or? Yeah, or um, I, I, that, that certainly is the case, uh, although I don't know many security officers that play a lot of golf these <laughs> days, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they, you're constantly getting uh, interrupted. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I, I think the, you know, it's usually between 15 and 25 years of experience. They've, they've, they were around when infrastructure was prevalent. Now they're um, very much focused in the cloud space on code, yeah. open source, um, you know, all the different uh, pieces they would need to know. And, um, and they just like solving problems and they don't necessarily like being, you know, tied to one, you know, six month engagement is yeah. about when they, they like to fix things and build things, but they don't like to maybe finish them or, yeah. um, you know, be part of that. I um, can relate. I mean, we do that too. And like Vanessa and I always joke that she's still going to be doing tax returns when she's 65 years old. Cause it's the puzzle aspect of it that she really likes, you yeah. know, and I'm sure for the CSOs, it's the same exact thing. They go in, they get to diagnose what's wrong. And they get the joy of fixing it. I'm mm-hmm. sure that's that's what they they get charged up about. They do, yeah, they do, and it's a it's a very fulfilling uh, role to say, yeah. you know, this is a company that was compromised, and I went in and helped them and fixed it, so yeah. that that never happened again. Yeah, at least huge. not on my watch. And yeah. I think that just says a lot. And if you think about most of um, most CIOs and C, um, CISOs, if you think traditionally, they come from a place of no. Yeah. Right. So no, <laughs> you can't denying implement budgets that. And denying buying well, stuff. That, yeah. yeah. No, you can't put that on your laptop. Yeah. No, yeah. you cannot get that yeah. on your phone. And so that's very different than the way the world thinks today. Now yeah. it's DevOps is, you know, if you think about how DevOps really started, um, you know, engineers maxed out their credit card on AWS instances. Totally. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and they didn't need anyone's permission to no. use it and they just did it. And then a small dollar amounts and then everyone realizes the best service or whatever software they're buying. That's right. And, and that's, it's the land and expand strategy. Exactly. And the last thing they want is now as the company gets more mature, this executive coming in and saying, no, no, you need to do that. There is a time for no. Uh, but there's also a time for let's collaborate and let's figure out how to educate your team yeah. to, to better prepare us to, to get more protected yeah. code. That's really the, the, and finding someone with that narrative is actually really tough. Yeah. To do. Yeah. yeah. To be kind of oriented. It's almost like being oriented towards the customer. The customer is actually the DevOps team. It's actually of, right. Yeah. That's really yeah, that's b- before, before DevOps, they were sort of distant cousins yeah. and now they're, yeah. now it's a customer. You're absolutely yeah. right about that. What's just looking forward? Like, is there another step function change? Like the how you talked about the CIO being elevated, now the CSO is getting elevated. What's what's the next like trend over the next five years? I think I think it comes down to data and that who is going to own the data and how is that data going to be protected? I think there's a lot of talk about chief data officers, yeah. uh, chief digital officers. Where's the CIO play in all that? Where's marketing play in all that? I think. Uh, I don't know the answer. My crystal ball isn't yet constructed, but uh, I, I can see a trend towards the CISO really taking on a much more elevated role as they become more mature uh, in the presence Executives area, too, uh, less yeah. away from yeah. the geek factor. Um, yeah. And I mean that in a good way. Yeah. But uh, they, they will take on more and more roles. So I, I think I think the, uh, you know, boldly, I will say that the CSO will eventually take over most of the data in a company. Uh, how that data is transported from one place to another will be part of the security measures. Yeah. It will all tie together. So I think that's really the big trend that's coming. Especially um, with like autonomous vehicles, Internet of Things. And like I, I, every all of our clients are telling us that like the amount of data getting created and the the sensitivity is like going up like crazy. 
we have a lot of clients that are doing stuff around that. It's, right. It seems like it's just getting, it's like, it's like the full employment for life kind of trend. Like those people are always going to be in demand. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually heard a wonderful podcast on a 16, uh, from, um, Andreessen's group. Um, they were talking about, you know, who is at fault on an autonomous car, um, when it gets into an accident. Yeah. And you, the, the idea is you have to go back through the lines of code to see what was the engineer who put the last line in that created the crash. So I is never that person, thought about that. Yeah, it's a fascinating discussion. Well, I look at it from, well, what about the security around that yeah. too? You know, do you want to really protect your employee from being exposed from an insurance company? So you have a lot of, uh, and they're, they're looking at solving it with blockchain solutions, but it's, it's a pretty fascinating discussion. Wow. It's just not going to end. And we are, we're really far behind. Yeah. Um, on the talent side. Well, so. kudos to you for recognizing the opportunity, starting your own company. It's, it's really exciting. Maybe we can, you can tell everyone where they can find you, how to reach out, you know, whether they're a candidate or they're someone who's interested in retaining you. Sure. Uh, both. We welcome both, uh, especially candidates that are looking to, um, to get a mentor or just want to talk about the market and clients yeah. that want to do the same. Um, we, uh, we're located at uh, hitchpartners.com. Uh, it's H I T C H as in hitch a ride. And uh, the, you know, go with the one syllable piece. So it's easy to remember, but uh, we're naming a baby right now. So we're to I'm totally in the syllables thing too. I think yeah. Hitch would be a great yeah. name for yeah. your child. Actually, yeah. It's a little girl. So we'll have to, I'll play this for her when she's 18 and she can, yeah. she can thank me. <laughs> That's great. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, thank on you. That. Uh, yeah. So we're at Hitch Partners and uh, we're actually building out some of the resources on the site as well. So, but um, by all means, please, uh, contact us and uh, we would love to just talk through what, what we're seeing in the market. Awesome. And there's like an email box or something they there can is sign up contact, for. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Good old fashioned contact box. And it'll come to myself or my partner and we will get back to you right awesome. away. Awesome. Cool. Well, Michael Piacente, thank you so much. It's Michael of Hitch Partners, hitchpartners.com. Check him out. We've been friends for a long time. He's an awesome guy and crazy knowledgeable. So I really kudos to you for finding this market and getting in there. I mean, I look, I look forward to seeing your growth. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate yeah. that. Awesome. All right, Mike. Thanks. Thank Bye. you.